0: Of Ephesus and very familiar group of scriptures here, but I want to open up with this tonight, this morning. Amen. I want to open up with this because sometimes it's good to be reminded, amen. Somebody say it's good to be reminded. Be reminded that we are in a battleground, not a playground. that we're in a fight. Amen. And the good news is is that the victory's already been won. Amen. Starting in verse 10, if you need to, you can follow along on the board, on the screen, excuse me. The word of God reads. He says, Finally, be strong in the Lord. And in the strength of his might. Another version might say the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God. So that you will be able to stand firm. Against the schemes of the devil. Did y'all know the devil was a schemer? He's got some schemes. He's got some tricks. He's got some techniques. Amen. But he says, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm. Amen. Not just stand, but stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Look at verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness, They're spiritual, amen, just the wrong spirit. Are y'all with me today? In the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day. And we know that the day is becoming more and more evil, more and more wicked each and every day. So that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm, Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, the Bible says. In addition to all taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows Of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit. Which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition. Pray at all times. Somebody say pray at all times. times. That means pray at all times. In the spirit. And with this in view. Be on alert. How many of y'all know we got to be on alert? We got to be alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Amen. Let me pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, God, for each and every man and woman that's here today, every child. I thank you for this fellowship. I thank you for this body of believers, God. My prayer, God, is that you unite us, amen, as a united front, stronger than ever, God, as a force to be reckoned with, That we can stand firm, God, against the schemes, against the tricks. And Lord, that we can, God, stand firm against this evil time that we live in, this wicked world, this lost and dying world, God. Father, we know, God, that Satan and the world work together with the flesh in order to accomplish, amen, what they want to do for the darkness, for the kingdom of darkness. There's a battle going on, Lord, for the kingdom of darkness versus the kingdom of light. But, Father, we're on the right team. We're on the winning team. We're on your team, God. Because, Lord, we can accomplish it through the power of the Spirit of God that dwells in us and dwells upon us. That is for us and not against us. So, Father God, as we just look into this word today, I just pray that you anoint this time. Let me communicate what you would have, Father, in a way that's able to be received, God. You are worthy, my King. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Come on, if you would, give the Lord a hand, praise, amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. I want to talk to you today, saints, and if you, for those of you that were here at the conference or last Monday, I preached on the impact of God's arrows. I preached on the impact of God's arrows. And I was preaching to you, amen, concerning to those of you that were there. And if not, you can pick it up on the, on the uh, podcast. Thank you so much. Amen. And I believe Zachariah is going to be putting it on there. All the sermons from the conference will be on there in Jesus' name. And I preached on the impact of God's arrows, and I began to speak a little bit about Jabez. And then I began to speak, amen, in, in the New Testament uh, a little bit, amen, about uh, the Barnabas, amen. And I began to speak about making an impact uh, in the kingdom of God and in this world, amen, with God's arrows. And I began to speak about the impact that Jabez made, and Jabez prayed to God, and he asked him, To enlarge his territory, to enlarge his influence, and give him the ability to make a greater impact, amen, in his life. Amen, and I spoke about men and women that, uh, that we are called to make an impact for the kingdom of God. But today I want to kind of pick up a little bit on that, and I want to continue to talk about that. But I want to talk about, amen... Not just the impact of God's arrows, but I want to talk about the impact of Satan's arrows. Amen. And today as we discuss this, saints, I want to talk about three arrows that Satan will try to use against the church in order to accomplish his plan and his purpose and his will that he has set out. The Bible says that Satan comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. Satan has a plan, amen, and a purpose and a will, amen, just like God does. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. And so I want us to look at this today, saints. Because I want to forewarn you. I want to make you aware so that you, amen, are not caught off guard concerning what it is. Because realistically, we are in a real spiritual battle. We are in a real war. And the Bible says that we don't war against flesh and blood. Amen. In other words, this battle... Is not a carnal battle. This battle is a spiritual battle. And we have to learn how to fight this battle in the spiritual realm. And we have to learn how to identify things for what they are. We have to be able to call it for what it is. Amen. And we've got to be alert. And we've got to be on guard. Amen. And we've got to be able to stand firm because we're taking ground for the kingdom of God. God is enlarging our territory. He's enlarging, amen, our the land that we're taking for Jesus. Amen. He's enlarging the church and the ministry of Victory Life. But you think that Amen. We're going to be able to just take land and take ground, amen, and take souls for the kingdom and Satan not put up a fight. I'm here to tell you, you're sadly mistaken. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so I want us to look at this today and I'm going to share about these three arrows that Satan will try to use against the church. Amen. And one thing I want you to realize as I go forward, saints, is If you and I are submitted to the Holy Ghost, and we come in agreement with the truth of God's word, then God will use us to make an impact for his kingdom. Can I get an amen? When you come in agreement with the word of God, with the truth, the Bible says that the truth will set you free. And not only will it set you free, but it will set others free around you. Can I get an amen? Amen. When you stand on the truth, when you live the truth, and when you proclaim the truth, amen, then lives are going to be changed. Then you're going to make an impact. One thing that I said about those men of God that were making impact, what made them, allowed them to make an impact and have influence was the fact that they were men, amen, they were good men. They were men that walked blameless before the Lord, amen. They were men that lived repentive lifestyles, that didn't give the devil a foothold in any area of their life and if and if we do we repent of it we turn away and we turn towards a living and loving and forgiving God can I get an amen And so when we're submitted to the Holy Spirit amen and we come in agreement with the truth of his word amen then God uses us in a mighty way to make an impact But on the flip side of that if we're not submitted amen If we're not submitted to God and his word, and if we come in agreement with the lies of the enemy, then Satan will be able to use us to make an impact for his kingdom and his purpose. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be used, amen, to make an impact for the kingdom of God. I don't want to be used by Satan. And his minions and his demons. Can I get an amen? Amen. I was used by him for long enough. Amen. It's time for me to say enough is enough. No longer will I allow my life. In my mouth. In my actions. My heart. Be used. Amen. For the kingdom of darkness. See I'm a person. Once I go a certain direction. I'm all that way. I'm all in or I'm all out. Are y'all with me today? You know, I always tell them, amen. Uh, you know, I, uh, for those of you that don't know, I, at one point in time, I was bound by drugs and alcohol and the life of sin and everything that came with it. Amen. But you wouldn't have to worry about me, amen, being on drugs and being up here because I'm going to be going all the other way you'll be saying, where is Pastor Raymond? Now, I'm not saying that it's not okay to come to the house of God if you're struggling with something because this is a hospital and this is a place where God will set you free. There was a time when I walked into the house of God full of a bunch of that liquid courage garbage and and I looked like I was about to fall over And my wife said, told her friend, if he falls over, just leave him. He'll be all right. (laughs) But that was over 12 years ago. And I haven't looked back since. And now I pray that my life is used to make an impact for the kingdom, the kingdom of God. I know my life was making an impact before for the kingdom of darkness because I was a committed, dedicated, sold-out soldier of Satan. Amen. I didn't realize what it was, amen, but that's what it was. The Bible says before coming to Christ that we were children of wrath. But now we're children of God. Can I get an amen? So it's important for us that we're submitted to God and, we, and we're submitted to his word in agreement. Amen. Because otherwise we can find ourselves being used. Amen. For the things that are not of God. And I want us to look at this today. Amen. Because there's three arrows that came to mind. Amen. That Satan will use in order to try to accomplish his purpose and his will, which is to steal to kill and to destroy he would love more than anything to destroy what god is doing right here in this fellowship in this movement amen if you think that he wouldn't amen i'm here to tell you you're sadly mistaken he would love more than anything to tear this apart and he works diligently day and night trying to accomplish that He's dedicated. He's committed. He's so committed all the way to the point to where he's going to end up in a devil's hell that was created for him. And he will never repent. In other words, he's never going to change teams. He's never going to switch over. Amen. Are you all with me today? He's never going to repent. So he's committed. He knows what he direction he's going. And he's willing to ride it until the wheels fall off. And one day they're going to fall off. Amen. Amen. But he's committed. He's committed to the kingdom of darkness. And he's committed, amen, in order to tear up and destroy, amen, the house of God. And I don't know about you. I don't want to be used to tear up the house of God I don't want to be used for the kingdom of darkness anymore Anymore. and sometimes if we're not careful we can be used by Satan if we're not submitted to God, amen and we're not walking in the truth of the word amen, and that means we've got to get in the word in order to walk in the word If you don't know what it says, you can't live it out. I mean, you can be led by the Holy Spirit, amen, and the Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you into all truth, amen, but you've got to put that truth in you so that you know what the truth is, amen, we've got to sharpen our swords a little bit here, we've got to sharpen our axe a little bit, amen, amen. And that comes through getting in the word and spending time in the presence, amen, and finding out what it says. Can I get an amen? amen? So I want to talk to you briefly about these three arrows that Satan uses. And the first one, if you'll put it up there, amen, is the crooked arrow. Now listen to this for a minute. Whenever you look at, you know, at a quiver... Which is uh, something that is used in order to hold the arrows in it. It holds approximately, depending, an average size is about 20 arrows. Amen? About 20 arrows. But how many of y'all know when you, in the quiver is going to represent the church or the home? Amen? And really, it's all the church. Hey, if you're in the home, you're in the church. Hello, you're the body of Christ. We are the church. It's not just the building, it's us. Right. It's a group of believers that come together, amen, to, with the common purpose of serving, seeking, and worshiping Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. But if you take and you put a crooked arrow in that quiver, in that church, or in that home, amen, it affects the other arrows from being able to set in there properly in their place. Can I get an amen? Now, I want to go to some scripture with you in Mark chapter 7 real quick. Amen. And when I'm talking about crooked, amen, I'm going to talk about corrupt. In other words, people that are crooked or people that are corrupt, amen, end up affecting and being used by Satan, amen, in order to tear up in order to affect, in order to impact, amen, God's house and God's people. Are y'all with me today? Can you go to that scripture in Mark 7, verse 15? Somebody say, don't be corrupt. corrupt. Somebody say, "Don't don't be crooked. You don't want to lead people astray. He so said, well, pastor, I'm not a leader. Well, you're leading somebody. In verse 15 in the word of God reads, Amen. he said, there is nothing outside the man which can defile him if he goes into him, but the things which proceed out of the man are what defile the man. Next verse. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciple questioned him about the parable. And he said to them, are you so lacking in understanding also? Do you not understand that whatever goes into the man from outside cannot defile him? Because it does not go into his heart, but into his stomach and is eliminated Thus declares the Lord, amen, all foods clean. So it's not what's going in you, amen. And he he was saying, that which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles the man. Next verse. We're going all the way to 23. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed the evil thoughts, Fornication, thefts, murders, adulteries, deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things proceed from within. And defile the man. Now I want you to look at that because one of Satan's greatest tricks, amen, is to begin to take somebody that is corrupt or they're doing something corrupt and begin to corrupt others in the house of God. Somebody that's not submitted to God. Somebody that's playing around in sin. Somebody, amen, that is speaking lies and falsehood, amen, and all kinds of evil things, amen. Somebody that's doing wrong, amen, and guess what, amen. How many of y'all know wrong and misery love company? In other words, somebody, amen, that's caught up in a sin and a lifestyle and a, and a, and a way of life and they want to bring others in it. That's what you call a crooked arrow. And that crooked arrow is something that Satan uses in order to tear up the church. Now we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. We all fall at times and we've just got to get back up, amen. Amen. And let the blood of Jesus cleanse us. But there's some people that don't have a desire to change. They don't have a desire to submit and surrender to the word of God and the spirit of God. And again, the Satan's using them, amen, as a tool, as an arrow to make an impact in God's house. And it's tearing it up. Somebody say, God is, God is good. Somebody say, don't be used by the devil. I'm here to tell you we're all vulnerable. If we're not submitted to God, each and every one of us, and we're not in his word, amen, we're, we're kind of, we're, 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 you know what I'm saying? We can be used by the devil. Amen? The truth is what will set you free. When you look in that mirror, in that word, and you say, oh, wow, I got to adjust some things in my life. There's some things that are a little out of whack. There's some things that are a little crooked. Amen. And it's affecting others. We're the body of Christ. Amen. We're one body and many members. When one of us is sick, it affects the whole body. That's why as the pastor, it's our job. We're concerned with the health and the condition of the people, of the flock, of the body. Amen. And when we see you sick spiritually, it hurts us. Amen. Because we want you to be healthy. Number one, so you can get everything that God has for you. And number two, so that you don't end up infecting the rest of the body. Are y'all with me today? And it's just like cancer. And sometimes it can begin to spread. And sometimes you've got to cut it out. Hello. It's before it's too late. Before it gets into the bones. And the bloodstream. And the joints. Are y'all with me today? Sometimes you've got to cut it out. Amen. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, don't be a crooked arrow. arrow. Somebody say, don't be corrupt. corrupt. If I'm going to live corrupt, man, I'm not going to do it here. I'm I'm just saying, for what I can corrupt all of you, I'm going to be accountable to God. The Bible says, don't lead your brother astray it'd be better to tie a millstone around your neck and jump in the water that's what the scripture says now we all make mistakes and we all you know get off path I can't I'm going to tell you even as a Christian even as a pastor I've been used by the devil before amen but I refuse to let that happen Amen. I want to live a repentant lifestyle. I want to look at the amen. word of God and adjust it. It takes us walking in the spirit. Yes. We have too many people walking around in the flesh. Woo-hoo. Too many people that are carnal. That means fleshly, worldly. Amen. And naturally, amen, if we're not in, in the spirit, we're going to be in the flesh. I'm, God gave us a new nature. He gave us the nature of God. Amen. He gave us the spirit of God. But if we're not submitted to the spirit, then we're going to be in the flesh. It's just what happened. He didn't take away the flesh, the sinful nature. You just have to crucify that thing. Somebody say, "Don't don't be a crooked arrow. The next point, put it up there. The warped arrow. Amen. Sometimes we get a warped way of thinking. We get a warped mindset. You know, the enemy will try to come in and he'll try to bring deception and amen, make things look a certain way and everything else. You know what I'm saying? And make us have a warped view of... You know, the house of God, a warped view of the ministry, a warped view of the pastors, amen, a warped view of the leaders. Hello, somebody, a warped view of Christianity. This is an arrow that Satan will use, amen, a warped perception. I want you to look with me in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 17 for just a moment, amen. I want us to look there, Ephesians 4 and 17, And the Word of God reads, so this I say and affirm together with the Lord, that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walked, in the futility of their mind, amen? In other words, don't walk with a warped mind. Now, when he's talking about the Gentiles right there, you want to know what he's talking about? He's talking about unbelievers. That's what they would refer to when they use that word Gentile right there. In other words, don't walk like the unbeliever. You're a new creation. The old things have passed and the new things have come. Amen. No longer walk just as the Gentiles walked in the futility of their mind. In their warped mindset. Next verse. Being darkened in their understanding. Excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them. Somebody say, Don't be ignorant. Amen. Come on, man. God has revealed Himself to you, God has showed Himself. Don't, you know, you're accountable for what you know. He says, because of the hardness of their hearts, amen. How many of y'all know Satan wants to harden your hearts? He works overtime to harden your heart. He wants to warp your mindset, and he wants to harden your heart. And the only thing that can keep that heart from being hardened, amen, is a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit in your life, a fresh touch from God. Amen. Go to the next verse. And they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. Next verse. But you did not learn Christ in this way. If you've been in this house, if you've been in this church, you didn't learn Christ this way. You might have gone somewhere else where they had compromised pastors and compromised preachers and ear-tickling messages and all that stuff, yeah. amen. You, you know what I'm saying? You can live any kind of way, and amen, as long as you, amen, you spoke some words out of your mouth, you're good, yeah. amen. But you didn't learn Christ that way here, amen. Next verse. If indeed you had heard him and have been taught in him, Just as truth is in Jesus, that in the reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you renewed in the spirit of your mind. Come on, somebody. You've got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. He says, amen. Renewed in your mind in the spirit of your mind by the washing of the word of god amen don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind amen you're in this world but you're not of it and you don't walk in it and live in it in anymore you're a new creation next verse but you did not learn christ this way hello so put on the new self somebody say put on the new self Which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Therefore laying aside falsehood. Speak truth one to with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and yet do not sin. Amen. And do not let the sun go down on your anger. And do not give the devil an opportunity. Don't give him a foothold, saints. Next verse. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word which is good for the edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear it. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Don't sadden the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve him by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And let all bitterness, amen, and wrath, and anger, and clamor, and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Somebody say, don't be a warped arrow. arrow. Don't have a warped mindset. Don't have a warped perception. Satan wants to come in and bring deception and a warped way of perceiving things. Amen. Go to my next, my last point. The bent arrow. The bent arrow. This is one arrow that Satan uses. A bent arrow is one that gets bit out of shape. Amen. Maybe something didn't go their way. Maybe they didn't get what they wanted. Maybe they didn't hear the response that they wanted. Maybe, amen. You know, maybe something happened and they got bent out of shape. See, we've got to watch this because sometimes when we get bent out of shape, then all of a sudden we begin to do things and act things and say things that are beginning to create us. They meant to where we're being used by the devil all because we're bent out of shape. Don't be a bent arrow you got to learn how to handle your situations and your scenarios and whatever it may be in a proper manner. Hello, somebody. Don't get all bent out of shape about the pastor or the leaders or whatever said. And then you go run to everybody else in order to discuss it. If you're bent out of shape about something, go to God and then go to the person that you're bent out of shape about. If you look in Matthew 18, that's what it says. Go to the person. And if they don't accept it, then go take somebody else. Amen. Don't go running around around other people that you think might be bent out of shape too. Because they're dealing with the same kind of stuff. Amen. No, you need to repent. You bent arrow. Because Satan is using you to tear up the church. To tear up the house of God. I want to share a scripture with you in Luke chapter 13 and verse 10. Somebody say, don't be a bent arrow. When you get bent out of shape, don't go venting everywhere. Having venom come out of you. That's poison, man. You need to repent. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Come on, Bishop. And there was a woman who for 18 years had a sickness caused by a spirit. And she was bent double and could not straighten up at all. And when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your sickness keep going and he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made erect again and began glorifying God amen but the synagogue officials indignant because of Jesus had healed on the Sabbath began saying to the crowd in response there are six days in which work shall be done so come during them and get healed and not on the Sabbath I'm going to stop right there for just a moment can I get an amen you know, sometimes we get bent out of shape so easy. Right. Amen. I'm going to tell you, I tell you before, you got to have thick skin and not a hard heart. Yeah. You got to get some thick skin in this deal. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't get so bent out of shape, amen, to where you want to quit or to where you bleed all over everybody. This woman, amen, was bent, amen, over for 18 years. The Bible says because of a demonic spirit. The devil would love more than anything to have you all bent out of shape, amen. I'm going to share with you a story real quick because some of us, we're just never satisfied, amen. It wouldn't matter what happened, you wouldn't be satisfied, Let me share a story real quick to lighten it up a little bit. You're going to have me up on the cross like Jesus at the end of this thing. There was a couple, amen, Frank and Mabel. And if that's your name, I'm not talking about you. And they had been married for 40 years. It's a good while. And Frank turned 60 a few months earlier. And now they were celebrating Mabel's 60th birthday. And during the birthday party, Frank walked into another room and was surprised to see a fairy godmother appear before him. Okay, now this is a fake story, okay? So don't go get all weird on me. Don't get too religious. And she said... Frank, the fairy godmother said, Frank, this is your lucky day. I'm here to grant you one wish. What would you like? And so Frank thought for a moment. Amen. Well, I'd really like to have a wife who's 30 years younger than me. Now, if that's one of your prayers or you're talking to your fairy godmother asking that, amen, you might want to adjust your request. And the fairy godmother said, no problem, Frank. And she waved her wand and poof, suddenly Frank was 90 years old. He said, I want a wife that's 30 years younger than me. She said, all right, I got something for you. And Frank became 90. And Mabel was still 60. Come on. (laughs) I imagine that Frank was probably a little bit bent out of shape, wasn't he? For the way that turned out. Somebody say God is good, amen? You know, and many of you you may be bent out of shape today for a variety of reasons, amen? But if you'll pay attention to Jesus today, he can set you free. Let's consider this woman for just a moment, amen. Let's consider this woman in the scripture right here in Luke chapter 10, 13 and verse 10. See, right here at this point, Jesus was uh, trying to reach the Jews, amen. He was trying to reach the Jews with the true gospel, amen. And so we find him teaching in a synagogue, amen. And the Jewish Sabbath begins at sunset on Friday and most synagogues have a service that Friday evening. Amen, which would probably be on a Friday night. And all of a sudden, there was opposition against Jesus, and it was beginning to grow. Amen. And we begin to look in here. This is Luke's gospel. How many of y'all know Luke was a doctor, right? And so you're going to see this from the perspective of a doctor for just a moment. So here we are. He saw a poor woman who was so bent out of shape, she couldn't even stand up straight. Amen. And this was more than just a case of osteoporosis. She had been this way for 18 years. Amen. She had spent the last 18 years of life looking down into the dirt at her feet and everyone else's feet. Hello, somebody. Some of you are so bent out of shape that you're just looking down in the dirt. All you see is the dirt. Amen. Are y'all with me today? Hello. And if you think about it, eating and drinking was difficult. Some of you are so bit out of shape, you can't even eat and drink, amen, of the Spirit and the Word of God. It's being preached and being poured out, amen, in your lives. And she could only rest by being curled up in a fetal position. Hello, that was some of you this morning when you were getting out of bed, you were in a fetal position. Now remember, amen, this Luke is a physician, amen, and so he used these interesting words to diagnose her, amen. He doesn't use the word illness or disease or injury, but he uses the phrase crippled by a spirit. There's some spirits that are trying to cripple you. Hello, somebody. And in this verse 12, Jesus uses the word infirmity, which doesn't mean sickness caused by disease, but it means weakness. Amen. So it was her weakness was caused by a demonic influence. Amen. Are y'all with me today? And she had been bound by Satan for 18 years. And we know that demonic spirits can provoke even physical problems. Hello, somebody. Not all physical problems are created by the devil. Hello. Amen. But a lot of them are. This woman's illness was created by the devil. Amen. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say God is good. Now, I want you to look at this because demonic spirits can influence a person in a variety of ways. Amen. The term demon possession, how many of y'all know it doesn't even appear once in the New Testament, but it's simply the word demonized. That's the word that you'll see. And Jesus casts demons out of many people. Amen. And this encounter is different. Amen. You know, a lot of times when Jesus would cast out demons, he would just tell the demons, amen, to flee in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. But in this scenario, he actually lays his hand on her. Are y'all with me today? A lot of times he never touched the person. He simply commanded the demon or the spirit to depart. But Jesus touches this poor woman. Are y'all with me today? somebody say God is, God is good you know if you remember the scenario where the demons entered the pigs and amen they committed suicide but in this case the woman amen she stands up straight amen and a lying spirit had convinced this poor woman that she couldn't stand up somebody say the devil is a liar See, some people are literally sick because they think they are sick, or there's no organic or physical reason to explain their illness. They're just as sick as someone who has an infection, but the illness started in their minds. Hello, somebody. For years, people told this woman, stand up, amen, and she would say, I can't. Some of you right now are saying, I can't. I can't look up, I can't lift my eyes, I can't, hello, I can't stop drinking, I can't be free, give up the tobacco, I can't stop looking at pornography, I can't stop abusing drugs, I can't stop being bitter, amen, that's what some of us are saying today, amen, I can't forgive the person who has hurt me, hello somebody, Well, I'm here to tell you today you need to allow Jesus to deliver you from the I can'ts. Amen. Look at the verse with me real quick. if you'll go there. Go to verse 10 again. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And there was a woman who for 18 years had a had a sickness caused by a spirit. And she was bent double and could not straighten up. Some of you are saying, I can't straighten up. I can't change. Somebody said, the devil is a liar. <laughs> and when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your sickness. And he laid his hands on her and immediately... She was made erect again and began glorifying God. Immediately, she began to praise God. Immediately. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say God is good. Immediately, she straightened up and she began to glorify God. God is good, amen? But I want you to know, saints, Jesus wants to do the same for you. That he did for this woman. He sees you and he knows your pain. Amen. amen. You can hide your pain from others and with a smile. Hello. Some of us are smiling in front of everybody. But inside we're tore up. But Jesus sees you. And he calls you himself. Amen. He says come to me all you who. Amen. Amen. Labor and are. Bent over with care and I'll give you rest. Hello, somebody. And then he touches them. I want you to know saying something. Just one touch from Jesus can change your life. Look, I'm not shooting at anybody. You hear me? I'm not shooting. I just want you to know today. Amen. That anything's possible with the power of God. And one touch from Jesus can change you forever. 18 years, can I get the worship team? 18 years, this lady was bent over. Man, I remember a friend of mine, amen. Awesome man of God, great guy, great friend. And he had been smoking for over 30 something years. That's for 30 something years. For 30 something years. And me and this Spanish preacher that didn't speak English, Amen, who's a prophet, we came to him and we went fishing. Amen. And right there, the Holy Spirit began to prompt us. Amen. Begin to prompt us to pray for him We said, hey, can we pray for you? God wants to set you free today. Jesus wants to set you free. Just one touch from Jesus. And we pray for him that day. We laid our hands on him and we prayed. And from that day forward, amen, after 30-something years, he's no longer bound. Come on. He didn't have to detox. He didn't have to go into a place where he couldn't get him. He didn't have to go to jail. Amen. One touch from Jesus. Amen. One touch from Jesus and this lady was able to straighten up. Whatever you're going through today, if you're a crooked arrow, amen, if you're a warped arrow, if you're a bent out of shape arrow, one touch from Jesus, one touch from God today can set you free one touch can create you to straighten up you know the devil's tried to take a hit he tried to take a hit on this ministry on this church you don't think that you're going to go and amen have a revival and a conference and all these things and not have resistance from Satan and next week saints we're going to have the Lord's Supper but God's saying hey come to me and I'll straighten you up come to me and I'll straighten you up you may have been looking in the dirt you may have been looking in a warped mindset you may have perceived things all messed up you may have wondered if you even want to keep going forward if you want to even continue amen to be a part of this church One touch and God can straighten you up. He can straighten you out, amen, today. Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord some praise in this house. Come on, if you believe that.